Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show that focuses on people and organizations making a difference in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan, and our first guest is Miss Becky Thomas. She is the vice president of the Kurt Thomas Foundation, and if you're familiar with the world of sports and gymnastics and, of course, world championship gymnastics, you may be familiar with the name of the great, the late, great Kurt Thomas. Hey, Becky, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? I am just fine. And I wanted to talk to you in particular because not only do you have a wonderful gala coming up, but I want to familiarize a lot of people who may not know about the Kurt Thomas Foundation, a foundation that uh, exposes youth to the power that they possess to reach their highest potential and help them empower them to make differences. It also provides fundraising and uh, traineeship scholarships to help kids who like to be involved with gymnastics. Is Am I saying that correctly? You sure are. Yeah. So basically, uh, Kurt passed away 26 months ago. He passed away in uh, June of 2020. Mm-hmm. And not too long after that, I was trying to figure out um, a way to keep moving. You know, we had been married for 23 years. It was very unexpected. And we had a great life together. So I was really struggling and I needed something to put my time into. And I remembered that Kurt had started a foundation back in 2003, so many, many years ago. But at the time, we had two little kids and a brand new business, basically, and and it just became a lot to keep up with. So we kind of put it on the back burner, as a lot of people do when they've got a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And in doing that, we never got back around to the vision that Kurt had at the time. So After he passed away, I remembered that foundation, and I decided that I was going to not just continue it for Kurt, but I was going to reinvent it and and start it the way that he wanted to do way back then, and we never had time to. So I ended up uh, calling a lot of his Olympic friends, and within two weeks, we had a full board of directors of 10 people. I uh, reestablished it as a 501c3. And about that same time, weirdly enough, I got a package in the mail from a friend of Kurt's. And he said, hey, look what I came across. And he had no idea that I was just in the middle of redoing the foundation. And it was a packet that Kurt had given him way back in 2003 because he wanted him to be a board member. Oh, it was the coolest thing ever. And it was Kurt's handwriting. I I literally get the chills talking about it. It was Kurt's handwriting. And it had what he wanted to do, what programs, an inner city program, a scholarship program, a dare to flare program. 
and it was handwritten, and, and it even listed who he wanted as board members. Wow. He was thinking about it at the time. Oh, it was the coolest thing. It was like this divine intervention of, okay, I know you're struggling, but here you go. I did it all for you. Run with it. So uh, that's exactly what I did. I just got with the board and said, look, this is what Kurt wanted to do. Here's his writing. Here's his handwritten notes. Let, let's take it. And one of the major things we did once we established the actual board and the 501c3 again is the Black Tie Gala, which was our first and will be annual fundraiser to fund the things in Kurt's vision, the scholarship, mm-hmm. the the Flair Award, all of these things, the inner city program. And that gala is coming up here uh, very shortly in Dallas, which I'm thrilled about. But that's how the foundation started. So it originally started with Kurt, and then um, it started back again after he passed away a couple months after. And it has really given me the opportunity to kind of sink all of my effort into something that, that means a lot that still promotes him and what he wanted. So it, it feels great to be able to do it. This is absolutely amazing. It sounds like it was God's plan in all seriousness because it, yeah. it, it, it just like Kurt basically handed you his notes through his friend after he had passed away. Yeah, it was incredible. I, I could not believe it. And when, and when I talk about it, you know, the, the reaction on people's faces really, and, and yeah, I mean, it was just this big envelope with uh, like a basically a printout paper that Kurt had made copies of, of logos and stuff that he had handwritten on. And I, I'm telling you, it was probably six pages, six or seven pages long, and it detailed everything. It was crazy. And so as soon as I got that, I was like, okay, this, I not only felt like I was supposed to be doing that, but like you said, it was almost divine intervention of, here you go, you can do this, because, you know, this that's a hard thing to just start on your own and, mm-hmm. and take control of and run with. And it ended up, we have uh, 10 board members, and, and of those 10 board members, uh, six of them are Olympians, and they are amazing. So they And, and they're Kurt's close friends, so they know firsthand what his vision and hopes were for the sport. Can you so name some of the members? Exciting. Can you mem- name some of the... Yeah, uh... sure. Um, John McCready's on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Roethlisberger's on the board. Mitch Gaylord's on the board. Um, and they're all major men's Olympi- Olympic uh, sure. contributors to our sport. And yeah, I mean, it's it, and what's funny is they do just as much work as all of us, you know, a couple of them are, are Kurt's close friends, and uh, the president of the board was the one that he actually started the foundation with. Uh, her name is Lori Bannon back in the day. So I, I literally called her when I had this idea and said, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And within 10 seconds, she was like, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. And it has just kind of taken on a life of its own, and it is incredible what we did last year. Uh, as far as raising money and presenting scholarships and then what we're going to do again this year. This is fantastic. We're talking with Becky Thomas. She's the wife of the late, great Kurt Thomas. And you mentioned he passed away only 24 months ago. And it it was a surprise because he had a stroke. Is that what happened? He did. He had a very rare kind of stroke where he had a tear in the basal artery in the base of his brain. So um, we went from you know, drinking mimosas and zipping down the tollway in a convertible that morning to our entire life turning upside down that afternoon. And Kurt is the healthiest person you would have ever met, you know, and 
in my mind, was going to outlive all of us because he's so healthy. And this was just one of those things that uh, they can't predict. They would have never have known was coming. Um, and none, none of us did. It caught all of us off guard. And it was a, a horrible time for our family. Uh, it was at the beginning of COVID, so mm-hmm. we couldn't go see him. I mean, there were so many things that just played into it that made it even more difficult than the situation that's horrible is. But uh, yeah, it was a very rare, rare kind of stroke. And um, unfortunately, they did what they could and, and what they could do wasn't enough to save him. So it's been, um, I I, you know, I, I talk to him every day. I, you know, every day I, I talk to him um, mm-hmm. and I, I still wait for him to walk in the gym. You know, we have a, a gym in, in uh, Frisco with a ton of girls that worked with him as well. He was here every day coaching the higher level girls. And it's been a, a real hard thing to lose, you know, that humor and that, that uh, leadership that he had here. So we're all in this building just trying to make sure that we make him proud and continue. And the gym is thriving and the kids are doing amazing and, that part's really good. And then Kurt and I have uh, two children on our own that are now 23 and 25. And uh, they've been a big help in uh, supporting uh, Kurt's vision as well. So the three of us together are just on a mission to make sure nobody forgets what an amazing person he was. And not just a, a sports guy and what he did for men's gymnastics, but who he was as a man. And uh, that's really important to the three of us going forward. That is so fantastic. You're, you're able to reflect. And he was only 64 years old. But for those who don't know about his career, and you mentioned he was so healthy because he was a true champion. For those who don't know, mm-hmm. Kurt Thomas was the first American to win a world championship event in men's gymnastics. And he won the gold mm-hmm. floor exercise in France back in 1978. And he was mm-hmm. arguably the greatest men's gymnast in U.S. history at that point. He wasn't able to participate in the 1980 Olympics where he arguably would have won the gold medal unless he just, you know, fell down. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, at that particular uh, Olympics, uh, the United States boycotted that particular 1980 Olympics. And another good friend of mine, Nancy Lieberman, she was not able to participate with uh, women's basketball. She was headed to the Olympics herself. So he still yeah. made a mark. And he made a oh, mark yeah. because not only was he great at what he did, he had this move, and I'll never forget this because I used to watch him all the time. <laughs> he, it was called the Thomas Flair. He'd do these things on the on the bar, and he'd he'd like spin his leg up, and it was just a. I was like, look at this. He, I mean, it was it was just more than just he put on a show. So he he had a he did. he he was he was a, he was pure greatness, and he, he you guys you know resided here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and. What I've always been amazed at, there have been so many Olympians, especially gymnasts and female gymnasts from the Dallas oh, Fort Worth yeah. area. Can you talk about the legacy of the gymnastics gymnastics program here in, in North Texas? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And also going back to what you said about the Olympics being canceled, that was during Carter and, and boycotted and all that. And just, just like in basketball and your friend there with Kurt, it was one of the worst things for the athletes ever that, you know, work so hard and then we're not able to attend for years. And Kurt, you know, obviously wasn't really a fan of Carter, but 
one of the things he used to always say was the funny thing is everybody just assumed he was an Olympic gold medalist because of his fame and popularity and what he had done. And mm-hmm. until Simone Biles came around, nobody had even beaten Kurt's record with with um, world championships. So he was he set a standard for men's gymnastics. And you were talking about the the actual meet in France. One of the, the interesting things about that that Kurt used to talk about was when they went to the award ceremony, you know, everybody had already figured out the scores, right? So Kurt knew, and, and Kurt's coaches knew he had won, but there was a major delay, almost a 45-minute delay, to the point where the, the actual gymnasts started thinking, are they going to change scores? What's happening? <laughs> Why? Because they had never had an American win. Yeah. And what the deal was with that is they didn't have the American anthem. They didn't even bring it. Because they didn't think they didn't expect it. Yeah, they didn't expect it. So the whole meet actually was delayed while they were running around trying to find the American anthem, which I think is hilarious. But Kirk goes, I've never been so nervous in my life. And he also talks about when they raised the flag that first time they Mm -hmm. they raised the U.S. flag. And he said, I put myself in that moment so that I would never forget what this feels like. And I just thought that was the the coolest thing. And you're right about the Dallas area. We have so many Olympians in this area. We are so blessed. And we ended up back here just because I'm from Texas. And when Kurt and I started our family, this is where I really wanted to be so that we would be close to to family here. Mm -hmm. But we are sports mecca. And and it's crazy. Even, Even four of the people that he actually competed with at Indiana State and on the, the the Olympic trials are living here in Plano and Dallas. It's wow. crazy. So, yeah, it's, it's, I think part of it is, you know, we're so supportive of our sports here in Dallas, mm-hmm. and which is amazing, and of our athletes. And, and that draws people, and it makes people want to go where they can – get the best training and, and the best therapy and they can, they can be celebrated. And I feel like Dallas is so good at that. And, and specifically where we are in Frisco, absolutely incredible for these young athletes coming up, the actual things that they get to enjoy that, you know, Kirk grew up with no money at all and he didn't have ex, you know, extra training or, right. or anything amazing like that. He, it was old school. It was a single mom. Um, his dad was killed when he was very, very young. I like seven years, years old. old. Yeah. Or seven. Yeah. It might've been seven. So he, he didn't have all those luxuries. And I feel like in Dallas, there are so many opportunities for athletes coming up and even coming back, moving back to Dallas later as an adult, you know, we celebrate our athletes here past and present. And I think that's a really cool thing to be able to say about a city. Yes, and and he also you mentioned you know he he grew up in Miami and he went to Indiana State when he was at Indiana State back in the late seventies. He and Larry Bird were the biggest things on campus. <laughs> Isn't were. that something? And Kurt still he would always say you know you know you know who beat out Larry Bird for athlete of the year you know that was me <laughs> <laughs> all the time. That and is I was awesome. Like, I know. Yeah, it was great. Um, and, and as a matter of fact. We went back, uh, Kurt was inducted into, he's been in, inducted into five halls of fame, but he was inducted into one in Indiana uh, about six years ago. And he literally started his speech with, all right, guys, there's a statue out there of Larry Bird, and I'm just wondering where mine is. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. So, not afraid to, yeah, not afraid to tell you how he feels. He, uh, you know, I, I don't 
know that a lot of people had the chance to really spend time with him. But when he walked into a room, mm-hmm. he commanded that room. It was unbelievable. Just a just a bigger than life personality. And and it wasn't just gymnastics. It was just who he was. He didn't do anything halfway ever. Like even at home, you know, water volleyball was like an Olympic sport at our house. You just, everything was very, very competitive. And that's just how Kurt lived his life. You know, it's, it's amazing. You guys wind up here and like you said, you're from Texas, but here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, because literally one of his greatest performances, he won five world championships in 1979 in Fort Worth. Yes, and I've, I've been to that uh, venue quite a bit, especially since we've owned the gymnastics school because they do a big meet there every year. Mm-hmm. And every time I walk in, it's just this, because I've seen all of the footage. You know, Kurt is 15 years older than me, so we have an age difference. So I wasn't there when he was doing a lot of this stuff, but I've seen the footage numerous times from uh, his world championship win in Fort Worth. And to walk in there is surreal and they haven't changed it, which is really cool. You know, most of the venues are all updating or knocking things down and redoing. Mm -hmm. not there. So you really get that feel of that history of what he accomplished in there, especially us knowing and seeing all those, those videos of his past. It's, it's pretty moving and emotional. You know what? I'm somewhat biased because, you know, I cover sports for the majority of my career in radio and, I actually went to college with Bart Connor, and he was big at OU at Oklahoma. And so Bart Connor's actually going to be a part of this gala coming up? Yeah, Bart is one of our closest friends. And, you know, it's interesting because I related to to my marriage with Kurt, right? So Mm -hmm. for the first half of my marriage, the, the two of them were friendly rivals, but still real rivals, right? And we were kind of like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we were watching um, at home a a college. uh, It was it was actually OU, just like you're saying. It was one of their college meets, and Bart was commentating. And he made a comment live, something to the effect of, "That's that's the Thomas Flair, the great Kurt Thomas." And Kurt looked at me and said, "I am so excited that he just mentioned that. I'm going to text him." And Kurt picked up the phone and texted Bart and said, hey, thanks. And Bart answered back, of course. And, and since that moment, those two rekindled their friendship. They've been amazing together. And Bart has been incredible um, to me and my kids when, when Kurt passed away. He's, he's just an amazing person. So he came last year and spearheaded it and invited everybody that, that he knew as well to celebrate Kurt. And he touches base with me, honestly, Chris, probably every couple of weeks just to make sure everything's okay. He's just a really good person. And um, he graduated from OU, obviously, but he was on the same uh, team right after Kurt. It was always Barton, Kurt, Barton, Kurt. Right. Kurt yeah, and Kurt always tells the story of he beat me once and never again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Barton. That is I a know, rivalry. And that is, like you said, that's true <laughs> friendship as well, because you do become competitors like that and be at the same events. I mean, it's one thing, it's just kind of like big brother, little brother. You know what I mean? It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of like that's, yeah. you kind of you grow older together and you have this rivalry, but at the same time, you have a lot of mad respect for each other. We're talking again you with do. Becky Thomas. She's the vice president of the Kurt Thomas Foundation. And the foundation, again, increases awareness and interest in the sport of gymnastics. It recognizes individuals who have made significant impact on the sport with the Thomas Flair Award. Can you talk about the presentation of that award and the fact that the scholarships that are there for the kids? Because, again, I can't say it enough. 
there have been so many great gymnasts, Olympic gold medalists, who actually either train in this area, live in this area, grew up in this area. It's like a mecca. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it is. Well, the awards that we do at the foundation, uh, again, I came up with those as his wife from his, his notes and stuff that he had left behind. But the first one is men's gymnastics is not what it used to be, unfortunately. You know, mm-hmm. when Kurt was in the Fort Worth arena that we're talking about, it was sold out. It was packed. He uh, was in Madison Square Garden, completely sold out. Uh, but now men's gymnastics isn't as popular as other sports grow and, and different things happen. So in order to make sure that we are giving every opportunity to gymnastics, a lot of the men coming up, the young men, Training for gymnastics is really expensive, and coming from where Kurt came from with a single mom and not having the money to do so, he wanted to establish a scholarship for training that would literally go to the gym they're training at to cover all of their expenses for a year so they could focus on training, good training, instead of just not even being able to do the sport because they can't afford it. Sure. So we offer, yeah, we offer a $12,000 scholarship. Um Solon won it last year, and basically people from all over the country apply, and then the scholarship committee goes through. They they uh, take it down to three, and then those three are presented in front of the board, and we make a decision. So uh, last year it was to Solon. He has just was fourth at uh, nationals. He's part of the national team. He has the training alone that he has been able to have with these funds has has changed his standing in our country. He is he is up 13 places from where he was when uh, he got that scholarship. So wow. he'll be back to talk about that. And we give another award, which I love. It's called the Flair Award. And Richard McDonald is the artist of the sculpture of the big flare that's in, in Atlanta. Do you remember mm-hmm. the big flare that was put in 96 for the Olympic Games? And right. It's still there. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge. And Richard McDonald owns galleries in Vegas. Well, Richard and Kurt became friends because they went on tour to promote that Atlanta statue. And they did a, a tour called Flair Across America. And they went to different cities to promote the Olympics and the Flair and the statue. So I reached out to Richard uh, when I was putting the gala together. And, and, and he actually sent my kids and myself one of the statues for us after Kurt passed away. He said, I want you to have this. And he sent a quarter life, so like a, a pretty good-sized statue that is in our living room. And I reached out to him, and I said, this flair award that we give out is to anybody in a sport that we feel has given the most that they have to the sport and continues giving like Kurt did. And we wanted to present it to somebody that had the same attributes that Kurt did when he was competing and even after with the sport and supporting the sport. And Richard said, listen, I'll jump in. I'll jump in and help. You tell me when, and I will make sure that they have a beautiful sculpture every single year. So we're able to actually give away that sculpture for the FLAIR recipient. And then we also have a scholarship for the scholarship recipient. So it, it's exciting. And now that Solon's coming back, we're, we're trying to even extend some kind of training to help him get through the next Olympic year, too. So we're working really hard to make sure that we can do uh, things, make a huge difference with the foundation, you know, and then we have the inner city program as well, which we're launching, which we're really excited about to help inner city youth be able to train 
in the areas that can't afford gymnastics where the sport is just too expensive. Oh, that's so. fa- that's fantastic, especially considering the the the, the uh, acclaim that Simone Biles has received over the years, and she's from mm-hmm. Houston, and she's from the, the inner city in Houston. It's like, well, Dallas-Fort mm-hmm. Worth, you know, the kids recognize Simone Biles. They That means, like, I have a chance, too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and she's she's phenomenal too. We are we are so blessed to have such good people in the mm-hmm. sport. They're not just really good athletes, they're just really good people. And I have found that out now more on my own than I ever even realized when Kurt and I were married. You know, and and, and people would recognize him and talk to him and he would tell me stories and all that. But until things changed so drastically two years ago, I didn't know what an impact he had. I did, but I, I came along after. Like, I didn't Sure, marry him you know what you mean, him. yeah. You know, and he actually made me watch his movie after we were <laughs> dating. Like, I, I was like, I know you're supposed to be a big deal, but I'm really not interested in the big deal part. I have no idea who you were. <laughs> so, right. Well, um, so, you know, but I after he passed away, um, I really got to know the gymnast part of him and how that inspired people, even more so. Um, than the the person that I knew the whole time we were married. It was quite interesting to listen to the stories that people had and to see how he inspired them. And I think it was great for our kids as well to understand that their dad made a huge difference in this sport for so many people. And that I am grateful for. I think for me personally, I just want to make sure nobody forgets, you know, his legacy and what he created and how he lived his life, I think, were really important. He's had an amazing legacy, and you mentioned the hard work with the with the foundation. Um, you guys are an acclaimed, one of the best charities in North Texas, according to a lot of different uh, uh, foundations research groups. And so, yeah. congratulations on that, because Thank obviously you. the hard work is paying off, and it's coming to fruition with your second gala. The gala's coming up on September the 16th, I believe. Can you tell us a little right. bit more about that, if anybody wants to be involved, not only with the, the, the foundation, but with the gala, whether it's being a partner or being um, a volunteer? Can you talk about the gala a little bit? Absolutely. So the gala is our, our main way of creating funds for the foundation. We do it yearly. This is our second year. Um, it's at the Renaissance Hotel at Legacy West in Plano, and it is an absolute blast. It is open to anyone who wants to buy a ticket and support and come. We have dinner. We celebrate the Olympians. We had 13 Olympians there last year. It's a big party. Emerald mm-hmm. City plays, and I am such Hold an on. City wait girl. a minute. Emerald City. <laughs> there you go. Yes. They're one of the best yes. bands in the Dallas-Fort Worth area forever. Aren't they great? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Dino has always been so amazing to Kurt and I. And Kurt and I would go watch them all the time. So, when I reached out to him and said, look, this is what I'm doing, his first words were, "When can? how can we be there and how can we help? So Emerald City plays uh, all night, and we just have the best time. And we bid on silent auction items and that kind of thing to raise money, but for the majority of it, it's just a celebration. It's a celebration of, of Kurt's life, but not only that, but it's a celebration of what the, the foundation is doing in the future, and we just have a really good time dancing the night away. It's it's incredible. And it's, uh, I, I explained it last year when it finished. I, somebody was asking me about it, and I said, the only thing I can say, the only words that even come close are magical. That mm-hmm. night, to see everybody dressed up, to see all these, these people that are not just from Dallas, but from everywhere, sure. jumping on planes to come out to celebrate, it, it, it's just amazing. And that will be Friday, 
September 16th, 16th at yeah. 6.30, which is, yeah, which is really coming up. So I can't, I can't wait. This is like my favorite day of the year. So <laughs> yeah. Can, can you It'll talk, can you talk some more about uh, the foundation and also your gymnastics school? Because I know that that's, that's something that's, that's, that's been a part of uh, Kurt's legacy as well. It is. So we moved here from Vegas. We were both had jobs in Vegas and we moved here when we decided to have a family and the natural thing to do for security was, well, we're not going to be, he's not going to be performing and doing shows anymore. And I was a professional dancer for Disney at the time. And we're like, I'm not going to be doing that either. We're going to start a family. And we decided that uh, we wanted to give back and open a gym where we really tried to have great gymnastics in a very positive way, you Mm -hmm. know, and we started the gym 26 years ago, believe it or not. Uh, I was pregnant with our first. We started a gym in Plano, and this is our fourth facility now. In in uh, we're in Frisco, and we've been here for goodness uh, 15 years now, and we love it. I love the city; they're incredibly supportive, and we have you know a thousand kids running through this gym every week, and it's it's incredible. I mean, and I I think some of them, the younger ones, probably don't know all about Kurt as much as maybe I would love for them to. Mm-hmm. But the point is they walk in and what he built, they're enjoying, you know, and we're continuing as a staff. Uh, it was obviously really difficult for them, for me, for we, we all had a really difficult time when Kurt passed away because it wasn't just his name on the building. I mean, this was, he was here every day with us. So uh, now we have come together as a staff just to make sure that we continue things the way that he wants them. Um, so when we tell stories to the kids, you know, and, and they went through a hard time too. And I'll always say to them when they're struggling, well, what would Kurt have said to you? You know, what, what would Mm -hmm. he have told you? And they'll tell me, well, he would have said, be tighter on this, or he would have said, make sure your head's in on this. I said, then do it. Because what he told you, if you can hear him and you can remember those things, you will only be better for it. And the kids that were coached by him, they had a gift, right? They had this incredible gift of someone that was invested and funny and cared about them and cared about their training. And that was something that can never leave them. And I think it's something that will stay with them way past gymnastics, his compassion and his structure and his discipline and all the things that he was able to teach these girls. So in doing the foundation, the foundation to me really had to represent that. So it's not, it's separate from the gym. Obviously, it's a completely different thing. But anytime Kurt's name is involved, Mm -hmm. I try really hard to make sure that people understand that he wasn't just this incredible gymnast. He took that and and all of the discipline that it taught him to be better at everything he did. And that whole, you know, I remember him telling me when he was getting ready for world championships, he said the TV would be on. I would not allow myself to, to watch TV even after I finished my training, unless I did push-ups through every single commercial. You know, this is back before we could. Wow. Uh, you know? <laughs> and he said, I, he goes, I would not, because all he could think about was the people that I'm competing against are working out. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Right now. And if I don't work out as much as them, and he, he told me, he said they had meetings in other countries on just how to beat me. And yeah. he said, nothing fueled me more than knowing that there was a group of people sitting around a table, you know, from Russia and from China saying, how are we going to beat this Kurt Thomas person? Mm-hmm. So that kind of work ethic and that kind of passion, that's what the foundation represents. Can you tell everyone where they can see more information? Because the website's absolutely amazing. Can can you t- share everybody you. where they can find out more information, whether they wanted to partner with the Kurt Thomas Foundation or be a volunteer or do anything at all with you guys? Yes, absolutely. We are at KurtThomasFoundation.com. You can click on there. There's a, there's a place to click on there uh, for the gala. There's a sponsorship tab. There is a volunteer tab. We're always looking for, for help, not just for the gala, but throughout the year. And then if you happen to not be able to come for the 16th of September this year, we're on September 22nd of 2023 next year. And again, it's open to everybody. And we would love to have the support and, and have anybody come out that wanted to be a part of it. It's a, it's a pretty cool event. And like I said, it is just so much fun and for an amazing cause. So uh, yeah, the website is great. Fantastic. <laughs> tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. All right. Well, Becky, again, thank you for so much for joining us. We will have you on again real soon because we want to get an update on how things are going with you guys. I would love that. I would love it. And thank you for the support. And thank you to everybody listening for the support of the foundation and Kurt and, and his legacy and what he did. I, I truly thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. For sure. Thanks, Becky. Take care. Thank you. You know, we're always talking about mentoring the kids, and I found the largest donor, volunteer-supported mentoring network in the nation. It's Big Brothers Big Sisters. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Lone Star State, that would be Texas, and I said, let's go to a volunteer. Let's talk to somebody who's been doing this for a while. So we were able to find Kyle Helbing. How you doing, Kyle? Hey, I'm doing well. Now, you're a board member of the Collin County uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters? 
That's correct. Yes, I'm on the board uh, in Collin County. It's a regional board, and then I'm also a big brother to Brandon. So let's talk about, first of all, how you got into Brandon's life and then talk about how you got involved with Big Brothers. Well, let's do it the other way around. Let's talk about how you first got involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters because we're always hearing from, we're going to hear from Jenny Harper in just a little bit. She's the president of the Greater Dallas Big Brothers Big Sisters, but it's always nice to hear somebody who decides to volunteer and get involved. How did you decide to get involved with Big Brothers and Big Sisters? Well, Chris, I I started uh, getting involved in mentoring actually in high school. In Texas, there's a program called State PAL, and it's an opportunity for high school students to mentor either other high school students um, or mentor in the middle schools and elementary schools. So that kind of sparked my interest. And then in college, I went to Texas Mm A&M and got involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters in 2003, Um, had a little brother in College Station. Um, I lived in Seattle after undergrad, had a little brother there. And then when my wife and I moved to Dallas uh, for our latest iteration uh, back in 2017, um, I got involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters again, uh, Lone Star. And so uh, that's when I had the opportunity to both uh, join the Collin County Board. Um, I had stayed connected with Big Brothers Big Sisters on and off throughout that time. And so uh, one of the one of the staff members reached out to me about joining the board and helping them grow the Collin County Board. And then as I uh, dove back in with Big Brothers Big Sisters, I uh, signed up to be a big as well. And that's when I was matched with Brandon. That is fantastic. I always like to hear these stories because, ironically, back in the day when he was playing for the Dallas Mavericks, Hall of Fame guard Steve Nash was part of the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. He was a big brother, and he was just he just did his business. He was like always around, always involved with his with his little brother. So when you hooked up with Brandon, how does the process work? How do you become a big brother to a to a kid that's a or a big sister if you're a female? Yeah, so the first thing is just uh, connect with the organization. So uh, bbbstx.org, um, you can click on Be a Big, and then one of the members of staff will reach out. And there's an application process. Big Brothers Big Sisters does a really good job of making sure to uh, screen sure. applicants, uh, make sure to protect the safety of the kids. That, that's number one. Um, but it's a, it's a pretty painless process, and, and they do a really good job of shepherding people through that. Um, once you've gone through the application process, then they look at the wait list of littles mm-hmm. and uh, and try to find somebody who would be a good match. And that can be across a number of different dimensions. It could be uh, geography. It could be interests. Um, but there's a pretty long wait list of kids, and that's really the, the biggest pacing item, especially for serving boys, um, is having enough men who have signed up to be to be bigs. And so you know, that, that's an area where, you know, anybody who would have an interest in jumping in, I just really encourage them to do that. It's, uh, it's very fulfilling, and, uh, and that's really what allows us to serve more kids. So it's just more than just having a little buddy. It's, it's like you, you have opportunities to do things together, but also there's programs that the big brothers, big sisters have that, you know, a lot of bigs and the littles can get together as a group, right? That's correct, yeah. So there's a few different programs you can participate in. Uh, the kind of traditional one is community-based matches, and that's a little more freeform. Um, you find opportunities to meet up with your little, and it can be anything from just going to lunch or dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be going and doing some activity. Um, and then there's also a couple more structured programs as well through schools. Uh, there's Mentor 2.0, which um, is with high school students, and it's a little more formalized program. So you can kind of pick uh, based off your interests. But uh, Brandon and I are part of uh, the community-based program, and like you mentioned, there are opportunities um, 
with uh, activities that are facilitated by Big Brothers Big Sisters. One that we've found a ton of interest in is uh, Bigs Outdoors. Yeah, and, uh, that's in that's in North Texas. Great program. Um, I enjoy the outdoors, whether it's hiking, hunting. Sure you know, anything like that. And so we've been involved heavily in Bigs Outdoors. Um, when we were first matched, we've been matched almost five years now. Um, he did the uh, hunter safety class. And so I did that with him um, so that he could get his hunter safety card, which would allow him to to hunt, teach firearm safety, you know, respect for our natural resources. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. And then uh, there's periodic events. So they'll have outdoor days where it's archery, hikes, um, shooting, um, and then the Big Brothers Big Sisters annual clay shoot um, is a charity clay shoot tournament that raises money for that organization. Now and that so just happened right back in August. That is correct. Yeah, so it just happened in August, and the last couple of years, Brandon and I have uh, participated in that um, just as participants in the uh, tournament. Um, but it's a great opportunity for us to get to spend some time together, and then. Um, also, it's it's great for all of the um, participants who are donors and, um, you know, and their participation is helping mm-hmm. to support the program. They get to see um, some of the effect of that. And it raises a lot of money for a great cause. We're talking about the Big Brothers and Big Sisters, right? Absolutely, yeah. It, it raises money for Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and specifically to help support that Big Outdoors program um, so that we can get uh, littles out in the outdoors. So they help provide the equipment. Um, there's a bunch of volunteers that participate. And, and so it's just a great opportunity for kids who are you know living in the city um, to actually get outside the city, get to spend some time outdoors um, where, you know, they may not have that opportunity otherwise. You mentioned that you've been with Brandon for about five years. He's your little brother. How did you guys get matched up? And I'm, I'm assuming he's from uh, the city. Is he from Dallas or Fort Worth? How did you guys mat- meet up? And obviously for five years, you guys have been hitting it off. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, like I mentioned, when you do the application process, um, they'll, the staff at Big Brothers Big Sisters will learn a little bit about uh, about the mentor, and then they'll try to match that up with a little on the wait list who, again, is either kind of in the same vicinity, has some similar interests. Um, and so uh, so the, uh, the staff matched us up um, for the first meeting. You meet with uh, parents and, and mm-hmm. Big Brothers Big Sisters staff members, and, and they tell you about the program and you know, kind of how it works. And, and then it's, uh, and then it's just a matter of uh, finding time to hang out. And so, you know, it's always a little bit, um, it's like meeting any kind of new friend, you know, you're kind of sure. times you meet up just trying to, uh, you know, see where you have some common interest. And, and uh, like I said, one that we've had is around the outdoors. And so we really enjoy spending time together doing that. Um, but yeah, we've been, we've been matched now for, like I said, almost five years. And, you know, on a regular basis, we'll just meet up, maybe grab lunch or dinner, um, you know, go bowling, do something mm-hmm. like that. And then um, with the outdoors thing, we've also participated in the Bigs Outdoors events um, and then even done some outdoor stuff, uh, taking them out to West Texas. We've done some hunting out there. Um, he's had the opportunity to shoot a couple deer, which has been fun. Um, so, yeah, it's just been great. You know, find kind of areas that we like to hang out. And then it's also just a good opportunity to help him bounce around ideas as he's thinking about jobs, where he's working, school, mm-hmm. sports. How old is Brandon you know, right now? Uh, so Brandon is 16. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, you've been there right when he's in his formative years where, you know, he's he's trying to make better decisions and whatnot. So it, it's kind of been a – a plus plus is plus for him, but it's been a plus for you as well. Is how many other littles, little brothers, or little sisters have you been involved with over the years? Because again, this is you know 
I think what you're doing is 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 this outstanding work here, but it's not even work because you actually enjoy what you're doing and it's a passion, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I've had three littles, um, okay. kind of one in each location. You know, the goal is uh, for it to be a, a long term, um, you know, mentor mentee relationship. Sure. So, um, so really, the the impetus for any of those ending has really just been me moving, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, so there've been three. Uh, Tommy was uh, who I was matched up with when I was in College Station, Max in Seattle, and now Brandon um, here in the DFW area. That is fantastic. We're talking to Kyle Helbing, and he's he's uh, on the Collin County board members uh, with the Big Brothers Big Sisters uh, Lone Star. And if someone wanted to do like you, get involved. How would they go about it if they wanted to volunteer and be a big brother or big sister? Because, again, you guys are nurturing children, strengthening communities, being a part of these kids' lives, and there is a process involved. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, bbbstx.org is the website to go to, and there you can uh, sign up to be a big uh, you can donate, and then we also have information about events that we do throughout the year on that site. So, um, like we talked about, there's the Big Brothers Big Sisters Clay Shoot, which is a great event if you like getting out and shoot shotguns. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a golf tournament um, a little earlier in the year, um, and then in the fall we have the Black Tie Ball as well, which is a, a great just gala, a lot of fun. My wife and I try to go to it every year, um, and again, it's just a fundraiser. Um, so it supports Big Brothers Big Sisters, but it's also a great opportunity to meet other people involved in Big brothers, big sisters, ask them about their experience and find out how you can get involved. So I know you're going to, Brandon's going to be in part of your life forever because you guys hit it off so well. I mean, he, he's going to be like uh, an extended member of the family, so to speak. But is if, if Brendan moves along, will you and your wife say, well, let's get another little, whether it's a girl, little girl or a little boy. I mean, would you, would you still be a part of the big brothers, big sisters program? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, I've been involved with the program for close to 20 years. And so in some capacity, um, yeah. whether it's as a big, um, as a board member, helping to kind of further the cause, um, definitely stay involved as a, as a donor and participant in some of the events. So, yeah, I mean, Brandon and I will be um, formally matched up um, through the rest of high school. Oh, yeah. Um, so generally the formal match ends um, when the littles graduate high school, but there are some programs even to uh, help with the transition to college or the workforce. Um, and then, of course, the informal uh, connection and just friendship will continue uh, well beyond that. Can you talk about, since you've been involved with it, like I said, around 20 years, how the changes over time, how it's changed over, you know, for the for the better or for the good or, you know, because you've been there so long, you can kind of tell, okay, this is this, you know, with technology and social media and the kids nowadays and how they're a little bit different than they were when you first started out. Can you talk about the changes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, there's the organizational changes. So I've been involved in a couple different markets. So mm-hmm. a Big Brothers Big Sisters is a national organization, but then they kind of have market uh, or led locally. Sure. Um, and so um, even in the DFW market, we've we've definitely seen a lot of growth in the last five years uh, in Collin County specifically. So um, one of the reasons I was asked to join that board is that was Dallas was a well-developed market, but Collin County was a little bit newer for Big Brothers Big Sisters. Some kids were served in that area, but with the growth of the DFW area and, and kind of growth north of Dallas, mm-hmm. we've definitely seen a lot more of a need, um, just more littles looking to be matched and so, you know, have the supporting infrastructure for that. So kind of organizationally, that's the growth I've seen. 
Um, you know, I think as far as what kids are facing, um, you know, the, I guess uh, life for kids has changed a lot in terms oh, of yeah. the technology available. And I have a three-year-old daughter who uh, is constantly yelling at Alexa, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Very different experience. I hear you. Um, they but, have uh, conversations but, you know, all the time. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's our new but, friend. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, with, with social media, I mean, it definitely creates a different set of ways of engagement. I think while people can be more connected, it can also even be more isolating. And mm-hmm. so, for a lot of our uh, a lot of our kids uh, in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program, I think it, it's just all the more reason that it's valuable to have somebody who can have more of that direct one-on-one relationship, right. you know, build the friendship, um, and, and be somebody who's a sounding board. Because I think that you know kids can get exposed to more more things, more ideas, probably have more questions. And so, you know, as a as a mentor, you're not there necessarily to guide directly, but you can be a sounding board and kind of help them think through decisions, where they're spending their time, you know, who they're um, involved with in friendships at school, online. Um, so, so I would just say it's, it's all the more reason to have a, a good program like this. And also on the outdoor side, I think it's um, a unique opportunity to kind of get away from yeah. spending all day in front of the screen. Exactly. You mentioned spending all day in front of the screen and you said something key here when you talked about the sounding board. I think for a lot of kids, and this is what I found through all of my interactions, nowadays because of they interact a lot with their friends on social media or texting or not face-to-face, they aren't able to communicate, especially with adults, and adults really don't let them say what they want to say. And they kind of keep a lot of things inside. Can you talk about how important it is to listen to the kids yeah absolutely i mean um you know it it's tough when you're in yeah an online environment maybe trying to put a certain facade up that you're going to communicate in a certain way Mm -hmm. um and so it, it is just a good opportunity to have you know a conversation with with an adult who's there to listen interested in what what they're thinking what they're processing um, and, and I think it also is just really good to develop those interaction skills when I think about entering the workforce, uh, even in you know high school jobs, just talking through interactions with bosses and communicating in an interview. And if you're interested in switching jobs, how to handle that, right? There's just a lot of kind of life skills and, mm-hmm. and things that can come out in conversation. And, and it's great to, I think, expose the, the littles to you know, how people handle that. And, and it's just part of becoming an adult and being able to handle those conversations, um, you know, handle yourself in a work environment, things like that. Well, Kyle, I'm telling you, you've been a wealth of information. I appreciate you sharing some time with us to show what it's like to be a big in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. And joining us now is the president of the Greater Dallas Big Brothers Big Sisters, Miss Jenny Harper. How you doing, Jenny? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, for sure. We had Kyle on just a little while ago, and Kyle was talking about what it was like to be a big. Can you talk about overall Big Brothers Big Sisters, Lone Star, and what the Greater Dallas area chapter is doing? Because you guys are doing such great things overall. Uh, you can talk about a couple of things that you've done this summer and what you got coming up and uh, how – just overall, how you feel about how the how the direction's going? 
Perfect. I would love to do that. So you're right. There's a lot going on. Um, Mm -hmm. One of our new and most exciting things this year is Big Brothers Big Sisters is celebrating 95 years in the Metroplex this year. Wow. 1927 was when we started serving youth in Dallas. Wow. Right there is an incredible story. Um, What's even more exciting about that is that we are not, nor have we ever been an agency that charges any fee for our services. Families always are served at no charge. So that means the Dallas community has sustained us for 95 years in terms of volunteerism and financially. So that's amazing and honored. That is absolutely amazing. Big Brothers Big Sisters has been around since 1904. And as you mentioned... 1927 in Dallas. Yes, 1927 in Dallas, but 1904 overall. And You're right, nationally. It's, it's absolutely amazing because it's the nation's largest donor, volunteer supported mentoring network. So this is something that Big Brothers, Big Sisters, you've been doing forever. You're the experts at this. And I'm so impressed with, especially what Kyle was talking about, how you're able to match up. We're basically talking about matching up adult volunteers, the bigs, with the children from ages five through young adulthood in the communities across the nation, let alone in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Can you talk about that process in particular? Absolutely. And they do. They, they last a long time. Mm-hmm. So because we've been around so long, we held our first alumni reception. Can I tell you that we saw a big and a little who had not seen each other in 50 years and they came together this summer for their first reunion in 50 years and hit it off like no time had passed. So the secret sauce to that is our amazing enrollment staff. We really spend the time getting to know our volunteers, our children, and their families. It feels like a process to enroll in our program and that's on purpose because we're asking for a one-year commitment minimum from our volunteers, from Mm -hmm. our bigs. So we spend about an hour to an hour and a half in an interview making sure we're talking about whether this is the right time of life, whether this is the right program, what are your interests, what are your hobbies, what do you do for a living, what's your personality like. We do the same thing with our kids and families, and so that when it's time to put our matches together into a big and a little pair – We've got a ton of information to go on, and that's why we can make relationships that last, you know, 60 years, 70 years. It's that is absolutely exciting. amazing. Now, you, you mentioned on the, like you said, the, the, the bigs and, and the littles. Let's talk about the littles and the families again. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you find the littles who, who either want to be involved or you say, you know what, this is a family that needs some mentorship with their kids? Absolutely. So being around for as long as we have, there's a lot of word of mouth. People Mm -hmm. just kind of know we're here. They've had a child in our program at some point in time, or many parents were in our program themselves, too. Also, our schools are incredible partners to refer children and families to us. And then we have an incredible network of nonprofits in Dallas serving our community in so many different ways. We really do try to partner with others serving some basic needs, serving other needs of our families. And then we can come in, partner with them, add this additional layer, and really ensure the success of our kids and our families. This is important because it changes lives. I mean, the the impact of a mentor 
on, you know, no matter what the age of the kid, whether they're grade school or whether high school especially, it's, it's such an impact. Can you talk about, you know, we're on this side of the pandemic now. Can you talk about the things that you had to adjust or, as a lot of people say, the pivot that you had to make? Because I know it was, mm-hmm. it was probably kind of tough for everybody a couple of years ago, especially uh, getting mentees and mentors together. It was. So during the pandemic, we did transition all of our quote-unquote, match activities to virtual. Mm -hmm. So whereas our our bigs and littles would spend time in the community, during the pandemic, they were taking virtual experiences through China or, you know, um, taking a ride through um, the North Pole. So we we Mm -hmm. got to introduce them to a lot of really neat um, things that they wouldn't have done otherwise, experience new, new opportunities. Now that they're back together, um, again, we partner with, you know, Dallas Holocaust Museum, Perot Museum. We want to get them the Dallas Zoo. We want to get out there. We want to get our families engaged. So during the pandemic, it really introduced us to a nice balance and mix of virtual engagement coupled with Mm in-person because you know this as well as I do. Today's generation of youth and kids. Even though there was Zoom burnout, their faces are in their phones and everything is virtual and everything is... TikTok, Snapchat, all of their friends, all their communications, they're the tech support for their parents. In other words, they're more used to it than we are. Exactly. So now we can better meet our kids where they are, guide and help help our volunteers get there. But it's also one of the really great things about mentoring is our kids do need to learn how to communicate face-to-face, exactly. make eye contact, not be on their phone, speak mm-hmm. in whole sentences and not BRB. You know, I learned that from my kids. Be right back. <laughs> um, let's yeah. get the communication back. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you all the way. And, and as I was talking with Kyle about this, it's like you also need to be there for the kids because sometimes they want to talk. And not everybody's around to listen. And that's why it's good to have maybe a big that you can share things with. Absolutely. And we all know the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm -hmm. And so that comes into play a couple ways in mentoring. Number one, when you have someone there listening to you, coaching you, giving you a different perspective, it builds confidence. It builds resilience. You know how to act in a stressful situation because yes. you've had someone, a cheerleader in the background, helping mm-hmm. you believe that you are capable. The other thing that is amazing about a mentor in our agency behind it is the network of people and places and experiences that our youth are exposed to. Um, so many kids know the career path of a, a teacher, a doctor, um, you know, the people that are immediately surrounding them in their com- their community. What we can do when we bring the entire network of our almost 2,000 volunteers together is introduce them to career paths outside of their neighborhoods, outside of what they know every day, give them something to strive for. And we know that when kids are resilient and confident, when they're working towards a goal and see a purpose, that's when they're successful, and that's when it's easy to say no when the peer pressure or the bad right. are on your doorstep. You have to be working towards something. Exactly. We're talking with Jenny Harper. She's the president of the greatest, Greater Dallas Big Brothers Big Sisters Lone Star. And, and, and Jenny, you, you mentioned 
over 90 plus years in this area. Can you talk about how that reputation means a lot? Because you, you, like you said, it's a who you know world as well as what you know. And the fact that you can say big brothers, big sisters, a lot of people know, okay, this is a very credible organization. Mm-hmm. I love that. And honestly, I, I take that reputation very dear to my heart because it's my tiny blip in time to, to sustain this wonderful mission as its leader. Yeah. And it does bring trust because we have not been perfect in, you know, 90 mm-hmm. plus years locally, over 100 nationally. But we've been in and out of um, experiences and pandemics and when things are, are great and times are good and people are coming in. And we just have a lot of years of experience where we've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. And we learn from our peers. We're always reevaluating our systems and our processes creating tools. Child safety is everything. Emotional mm-hmm. safety, emotional well-being, physical safety. Um, and we take that very seriously. And, you and so men- that's why we're always refining you, what and how we're doing things. And you guys, like you said, are such a credible organization. We're talking with Jenny Harper with Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Lone Star. Can you tell everybody where they can find out more information if they wanted to volunteer or even be a part, maybe partner with uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters? Absolutely. Please go to our website. It's bbbstx.org. So that's three Bs. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can enroll to become a volunteer. We have three um, programs that work within the schedules of almost everyone we meet. We have our traditional community base, which is what we've been talking about right now, and what Kyle is a part of, going out and about in the world. We have what's called our Mentor 2.0 program. That's actually the program that I've been matched in. Um, my mentee was at Irving High School. She just graduated this past May. Women's. I'm so proud of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, we work with high school students. We have, we have 90 kids at Irving High School right now waiting for a mentor. And, and it's the time to get a match. We want them matched in their first semester of school. So if anybody has an interest, lives close to a passion for serving high school kids. And it really is. So many of our kids are first generation college. They just need someone to say, here's what dorm life was like. Here's how I balanced my schedule. You know, we talk about resume building. We talk about financial aid. We give them all the supports so that they can help to design their path for success. Um, So please consider that program. And then we have what we call site-based. We partner strategically with some schools around our community Um, And that's where that mentoring happens on the school campus, which is beautiful. After pandemic, things are starting to open up. We're we're able to get back in slowly. Um, So please, bbbstx.org. Click on volunteer. If you are an organization or a company that wants to share your social capital or partner with us, um, same website, you can get to us from there. And we would love to talk and work together to make sure we're serving our community well. Jenny, you are a godsend, and Big Brothers, Big Sisters is absolutely amazing. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. You are a defender of potential by helping us spread the word, and we're grateful for it. Fantastic. I'm Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan. Thank you for joining me. Tune in next week as we focus on other organizations or individuals doing great things right here in our community on Better Living. So long, everybody. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 